Hello and welcome to the Man Intelligent Podcast. This is the show for guys, all about guys. Have you ever struggled with feeling behind the curve in basic man intelligence? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with. On this week's show, we will talk about what you need to have a fully functioning and awe-inspiring home bar setup. We'll be focusing the episode on spirits and cocktails, and we'll save the beer and wine for another time. However, if you put this info into practice, you'll be able to make premium-grade, top-dollar cocktails for a fraction of the cost and draw the praise of your spouse and all that witness your mixology acumen. Let's get started. Okay, so we are here. This is Johnny Marvin, and I am here with my uh, co-host here, Reed Fisher. How to do? And we we brought in a special guest uh, today because we wanted to uh, get a better grasp on how we can become home mixologists. So we brought in our good buddy Adam, the mixology master Perkins, and he's going to help us understand what are the uh, basic things that we need to really uh, build up our home mixology game. Here, let me let me tell you a little something about him real fast. So, uh, when when I first started getting into mixology myself, uh, I went over to his house and he had the full setup, which is which is like the it's first impressive. the first step in it. Yeah. So uh, I personally have a, a a a winning interest in this for you because. You have now ensued this lifestyle for me, or pushed this lifestyle for me that I've really, enjoy, uh, really enjoyed, and so I'm I'm excited to have you on uh, because because of your knowledge and you you just like to experiment with stuff. So yeah, what do you, what do you got for us, man? Well, well, first you know I just wanted to say thank you, Johnny and Reed, for having me on your show. Um, very uh, appreciative of that. Thanks for thinking of me. I, I can honestly say that. Uh, it's it's a blast, you know. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the evolution of cocktail making. Obviously, we'll get into that. But um, yeah, really, it's funny that you bring it up. You know, really, it, this is kind of ballooned, if, if you will, within the neighborhood. Um, you know, Reed and I are, are neighbors in the neighborhood, so um, it's just something that has been, um, you know, really just has evolved. Um, and we'll get into it. It's not an exact science or anything. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I, I would say that. Uh, the art of cocktail making is really what you make it. And for those out there who don't think they know, nobody really knows. And yeah. so that's that's kind of the bottom line and the bottom truth of it. Yeah, and part of it is just getting getting your feet wet and trying different things. And I think that is honestly what a lot of people are intimidated by. So as you were kind of um, moving over from, you know, like I'm just going to have a whiskey on the rocks, and, and you kind of got into, hey, I want – more high grade cocktails, the same ones that I, I pay a lot of money for whenever I go to the store. What what kind of got you in? Like what what kind of created that transition in you? You know, I, that's that's a great question. You know, I think you know growing up, obviously, you know, everybody's had the college experience. Uh, nobody has money to afford right. anything, um, and so you kind of. Finally, you, you find yourself in this workspace, this work environment. You want to go out, but honestly, like you don't want to go out with your wife every night. You just want to just relax, hang out, be at the house. So I would say, you know, it's just been my wife. Um, you know, she's she she's a lover of whiskey sours, and I, I just knew that, and I really wanted to say, hey, you know, that was kind of my first to take. You know, let's let's just do it. You know, like so, kind of Google search some things and right. learn how to do it. 
Um, and honestly, I was, I'm in a book club and one of the, uh, fellow book club members, he, he made the best whiskey sour. And so I just kind of replicated it. And really that's kind of where it all started. Like, that me. was the genesis of your that cocktail was, that was, was, was a whiskey sour. Mm-hmm. Boy, yeah. I had a handful of those in college <laughs> it was like, well, $2 wells, yeah. whiskey sour. <laughs> Yikes. And that's probably not the premium cocktails that no. we're, we're trying to get everyone to understand how they can make it home. Well, but it, that's it's, what I'm saying. you got to have a starting spread, point, that's right? Exactly right. you gotta have. you got to know that it, it's easy to crack a beer open. Yeah. But you got to start somewhere, mm-hmm. and you have to pour too much sour in it uh, to whiskey to realize it tastes bad, to realize, hey, I need to follow this recipe. Or, yeah, you're going to make or mistakes. Gonna, so you gotta, you got to know the – you got to start somewhere to start – Feeling out the the certain cocktails that you're that you're wanting, so that's cool. Whiskey no, sour is the first one that you really kind of that kind of popped your cherry, if you will. <laughs> that, that that would be true. <laughs> so what what drink are you if, if you know if you have kind of like your favorite go to drink right now? What what is it? You know, I'm I'm kind of uh, an original kind of person. I like the old fashioned. That is definitely my my drink of choice. Um, and to be honest, just here in the DFW area, I, I would give a big shout out to Earl's kitchen uh, in legacy west they make yeah. a really good um old-fashioned i've uh, had their old-fashioned and it is spectacular and i am a, i'm a stickler when, they, when it comes to old fashions that's yeah. that's my thing and i mean obviously if if you don't use a, a rock uh you know a single cube you're really kind of you're already off my list so yeah yeah <laughs> it just waters it down way too fast so and then you we have um just like last week we have kind of our cocktail that we're um celebrating with today um talk about uh what what cocktail this is so yeah so this would be you know again an old-fashioned that we we have in front of us um we little did a little makeshift thing since i i was you know in your guys kitchen i didn't have everything that i needed but and let's talk about that because this is where a good mixologist comes out right yep. is you are missing a couple of key ingredients or in this case one key ingredient sugar or simple simple syrup and so his first question was, "Do you have sugar? Let me let me make my own simple syrup." Yep. Uh, and knowing that you can pivot quick is a, is a is a good part. Uh, now I don't expect someone brand new to know that simple syrup is essentially sugar muddled uh, with, water, with water. But yeah. um, but you were able to pivot quick, and the 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 drink did not lose its luster by any stretch. It's great. The, the packs of sugar uh, did well yeah. for us. Yeah, they did good. So, and it's so simplistic. The, the old-fashioned, and we're going to get in, in another episode, we're going to get into kind of like the basic cocktails that everyone needs to know how to make. If somebody comes to your house and they ask you for an old-fashioned, as a man, you really need to know what goes in that because uh, you're going to really show your salt if you don't know how to make an old-fashioned. But um, one, one of the things, it, as we start this episode – there's a couple things that I want to highlight of why we feel like learning to make really, really good, high-quality, restaurant-quality cocktails at home is so important. The first one is cost. So we got a rising cost at restaurants, especially nice restaurants, of what the average cocktail. So I don't know if you guys know this. So 10 years ago, $9 was the going price for at a, at a nice restaurant for a cocktail. I would murder you. 
for $9 cocktails. Yeah. Actually, it'd be probably less than that. It wouldn't take a whole lot to murder you. But <laughs> what I'll tell you is that $9 cocktails, like, and I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of nice cocktails, nice, right? Nice right cocktails, at a nice yeah. restaurant or a nice mm-hmm. bar. So we're not talking about like right. a, a low-end like restaurant. Yeah, yeah, like a Mexican restaurant that has whatever. We're talking about nice stuff. Yeah, $9, I, I, would, I would murder for that. I only charge you five at my house. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so at, right now, the average price is 14 and over in New York City. The average cost is seventeen to twenty-four dollars at bars for a a nice cocktail, and this is this is what we are going to be showing you and like giving you guys the tools to be doing at your house. So, how many drinks? I have two questions for yep. you then. So, you've done this research, right? Mm-hmm. How many drinks do you think, uh, on average, someone nice cocktails are they going to have uh, at a night out at a restaurant? Two or three? Yeah, probably. Okay, so so essentially, you're looking at. Um, and keep in mind, this was this was New York, so so we're in we're not in New York. It's somewhere in the middle there, maybe yep. sixteen bucks, seventeen bucks. Um, you could save you could save forty dollars uh, easily yeah. at your house. You got to have all the fixings, but those drinks get made, yep. uh, you know, uh, in in quantity. So so uh, and, you, and the it's amount a of money more you save is crazy. If you're gonna have a couple cocktails. It's a little bit more safe to do it at the house. So in in doing research for this, I I kind of was trying to figure out why. Is it so expensive? Yeah, that's why, my is the, why is that? Why is the cost rising? So, according to the Huffington Post, the rising costs are in part due to the bartenders having to make nice drinks quickly, mm-hmm. to not limit the amount of sales due to longer wait times. So this requires a skill. Mm-hmm. So the important thing about that is understanding that it, that the skill is the speed, not necessarily what goes into making the drink. So if you if you're at your house you don't need to make a great, high-quality, old-fashioned in 30 seconds. No. At a restaurant, you're going to need to because you got a line of people waiting. Until you make your money. So at, at the house, it really comes down to equipment and, and just having – Yeah, and following a recipe, following recipe. And, just, and just kind of putting yourself out there. So what limitations does an average home mixologist have? So what, the first one to me is they get into a rut. And all of us have probably been there – Get into a rut, meaning that they're just going to go with the lowest common denominator type drink. No, absolutely. I I think that, and again, I think we started that out. I mean, you don't have to be an expert, and that's that's we need to debunk that myth right off the way. I mean, right away. I mean, you know, it's just simple tools. I mean, simple syrup literally is simple in its finest form. I mean, it's taking sugar, boiling it with water, and boom, you have simple syrup. I mean, and honestly, I mean throw a lemon in there or something like that and let it sit for a while. And I mean, then you got to infuse it with something. I mean, it's not rocket science at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? So, and again, to your point, you don't have the correct equipment. So you go to make a drink and you've got, you know, a coffee mug and a, you know, old spoon. You're trying to figure out how you're going to make something that that's nice. Um, Not having the correct glassware Mm -hmm. in in terms of presentation. And we're going to get into a little bit of this, but having the correct glassware after you have the equipment to make the drink, you need to have the right thing to put it in, right? Yeah, I think that's the nostalgia. You know, you, you definitely want to have the right glassware if you can. I mean, you don't have to. It's not a must. But, I mean, if you have, you know, if you're doing a martini, you want to have a martini glass. If you're doing right. an old-fashioned, you know, you want to have an old-fashioned glass, um, you know, or a highball, rock, uh, right. you know, a rock glass. If you're doing a Tom Collins, you want a highball glass. Yep. You know, you want that, you know, that look, that appearance, if you can, and that's part of that's part of the beauty of 
cocktail making is the presentation. Oh, presentation yep. is is, is it's kind of like in real estate. It's the uh, location, location, location. Yep. I genuinely believe that with cocktails, it's presentation, presentation, presentation. Yep. It really is silly, but you serve up a you serve up a mean, uh, like we're having today, old fashioned, um, in a coffee mug. It's just not going to land. Nope. But you you serve it with a Luxardo cherry with a nice bamboo. Uh, toothpick uh, wrapped in a um, orange peel, and now you essentially now go you feel like a, you're at a restaurant that you would have paid fifteen bucks. That's for exactly the right. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah, that is, and, and and that is important. So it's funny because you can you can mix and match stuff, right? Like you right. can uh, do that. So so the other night I made a uh, a drink called an ooh la la, ridiculous. Ooh-la-la. I know, but I'm just literally I have a random letter generator. <laughs> In my phone, yeah, uh, and so it picks picks whatever letter, and I have a recipe uh, deal of, of thousands of drinks, right? So, um, and then if it's like a, a letter that I that's like an R or an A or something that there's a lot of, I'll do it again and try to pick another yeah. letter. So, um, it's like A R. Okay, well now I got like amaretto sour, whatever. Yeah. So one it was O. I was like, oh my god, there's like three, three cocktails start with the letter O. Uh, and some of them I had all the stuff for, some I didn't. I made an ooh-la-la last night. Yeah. It was a martini. I have martini glasses. But it at, it said for the martini to be served in a Collins glass, which is really strange, right? Interesting. Right. Made it. Did not have mint. Uh, I think it was mint. Either way, it doesn't matter. Thought it was, didn't have mint garnished with lime. Wife didn't know the difference. Yeah. Okay? That's all that mattered. Yeah, and she was like, "This looks great." Because at a restaurant, you don't know you exactly no what it's mm-hmm. supposed to look like. You're just kind of going by what what they give you, and, and you're it, paying a lot of money. It tasted for that. good, and the highest compliment you can pay to somebody is something that you said earlier was restaurant quality drink. Yeah, and that is that because that essentially said, "I just made this drink for you, and it cost me a dollar and a quarter, and it would normally cost you fifteen bucks." Yep. Yeah, and I mean on that. I mean, I'm going to add, you know, like like a rye whiskey. Like, I, I drink bullet rye. That is, like, a staple for me, I mean, at, at, in, in the kitchen. And so the thing is with bullet rye, I mean, you can pivot all different directions. You can do the old-fashioned. You can do the whiskey sour. I mean, you throw in a little sweet vermouth, and then you can do a Manhattan. Right there, you got three yep. amazing cocktails that probably are in the top five, if not top, well, probably top ten for sure, most common you know, absolutely. ask for beverages, yeah. oh, ab- you know. Absolutely. <clears throat> so you, in the goal, you can the do goal a mule. Here, yeah. mule, mules are easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you that you, you, you have one. Kentucky mule. Yeah, I mean, you can, bourbon, yeah. you can do a lot of, oh, okay, that's right, versus a rye. Is that right? Yeah, well, so the obviously the average mule is going to, or the, the standard mule is going to have vodka, but there's all sort of well, there's variations. The well, yep. and, I, and I think that's the whole thing is, every, like, I mean, I, I over and over I hear, People say, well, I don't drink whiskey. I'm so afraid of whiskey. Well, you can still have an old-fashioned with a, a great tequila, you know, get a little Enyeo mm-hmm. tequila or rum. Like, there's great rum old-fashions. And so, you know, you do that, and you still have that flavor profile that you're looking for. So, cool that you said it. So, I love Mezcal, right? Mm-hmm. So, we went to a bar a couple months ago, and they said, have you ever had a Mezcal mule? No, doesn't exist. What is this? What What is this heresy that you speak <laughs> of? And it was great. So, to your point... You can mix whatever you want if you know it tastes good and you have tried it out. And I think that's kind of the I think that's kind of the most important thing at, when you're kind of venturing out into this mixology yeah. is don't be afraid to try stuff and you're gonna fail. It's and, gonna and, taste yep. horrible. And if you're doing it within the environment of, of at your house, right? You're 
if, if you make a horrible drink, you can throw it out. It's not that big of a deal. So, and, and again, just to, as a clarification for anyone listening, the idea of making drinks at home isn't to become an, an alcoholic. It, it's, it's, in fact, what I would say is by making high quality drinks at home, you're less likely to overindulge. If you're just, if you have a beer or something, it's so much easier just to go and crack open a beer. But if you're gonna make, if you're gonna actually put effort towards a cocktail, you're less likely to just do one right after the other. So, um, But let's not be remiss. If you are actually trying to make cocktails and you're experimenting, there might be those nights on occasion that you do you, a little, yeah, you know. You did little, a lot of experimenting. Little happy. So, and, and so that's, that's really where we're going to go today. So today we're going to focus on the three main components of, of the bar setup, home bar setup. And that's going to come down to equipment, glassware, and then what are the basic spirits? What are the basic liquors that we need uh, and possibly mixers if, if we were going to go ahead and get started with this and be able to make not every single drink, but, but the, the kind of staple drinks that you can start to experiment with. And, and, you know, like Adam said, start adding different variations with them. Try different things and see, see what you can come up with. That's how every drink started was somebody taking some basic concept, adding something or taking away something, and, and it turns out to be awesome. Last week was the was the Padre self yep. invented, which yep. was a old fashioned mixed with uh, with mezcal. Man, I gotta try that. You got to come on. The I Padre. smoke a, over. smoke and you smoked glass, which I learned from you. I love that. Uh, yeah. And I, I do a uh, I do um, a uh, a syrup, so the yeah. smoke sticks to it. So we're gonna have to work on that. All right, so let's well, jump into it. Yeah. Just so I I, I want to find out. Adam, from you, what what do you feel like if you're setting up a, a, a home bar that, that has pretty much the equipment that you need to, to get started, what is what equipment would you say are your essentials? Um, really, you know, you need a bar spoon. You want to have a jigger because, you know, know Lord knows that, you know, somebody can't measure in your house. Yep. Uh, that's not me personally. I, obviously. I, I obviously just kind of, you know, <laughs> wing it. Um, but you know, you want a muddler, um, you know, you really get the juices, you know, from, from the, um, you know, the fruits or whatever that you're trying to muddle or sugars and whatever. And then of course, if you're going to make, uh, you know, some, some lighter beverages, uh, you want a shaker, uh, you need to have a shaker. A strainer is also nice, uh, to have, um, with the strainer though, you, you need, you know, you need a, uh, cocktail, um, mixing, uh, cup. Yep. So, so, and, and you, you said a whole bunch of equipment here let's kind of deep dive a little bit into that so the bar spoon when you say bar spoon you're not meaning just like a sp- you pull like open your drawer right. and you just grab a spoon correct you're yeah. talking about an actual bar spoon right yes uh, an actual bar, bar spoon a little bit longer uh, than your normal spoon um, and really that is the whole point of that is to you know really drive down without you know getting your you know fingers in it, you know, it just kind of gets all the oils, the juices, the sugars, you're kind of mixing it, you know, and it just, I mean, honestly, if you watch it in slow motion, like it looks amazing. Like yeah. when you're doing a bar spoon, you got the, the rocks inside the, you know, the cocktail, uh, you know, mixing glass. Um, cool. The size of a bar spoon is kind of cool too, because you're, because it is so long, you can create a lot of leverage on that spoon yeah. and you can spin very fast. Yep. Uh, so you can, it, it, it yeah. And, and you're not bruising the drink by having some not in huge, you know, a serving spoon that you're in there. Correct. Because that's, that's really one of the big differences between stirring and shaking, right? There's, there's a big difference in the types of drinks that you would stir 
and you're just trying to kind of meld those ingredients and the types of drinks that you're going to really shake and try and get to come together. Absolutely. Yep. And, and I guess to that, there's obviously different types of shakers. Is there is there a best type of shaker or or not? You know, the types of drinks that I normally drink, Johnny, are not mostly shaking drinks. I yep. like the stirring type drinks, but uh, I mean, I don't know, Reed. You Let me jump in there because them? as I have. As I have now progressed with, so I'll, I'll first say that I have tried many of Adam's drinks, and he does the, when he says the stirring drinks, he likes a lot of um, of bourbon-based drinks. Um, I have now ventured off into uh, different types of gin, uh, different, I mean, I, I, I have it, I have, have it all, and my last probably four or five drinks that I make, and I make it a drink a night, um, and it's not because... By any stretch, I'm an alcoholic. It is. It is 100 to do with. <laughs> it's fun. It's a craft. Yeah. Yeah. It really it's is. It's enjoy. Yeah. Uh, it's a joy to do this. So, um, no, I had a. Uh, I asked for Christmas one year is a bar set. I said, hey, I'm building out my bar and I want a bar set. I'm sure my father-in-law or mother-in-law or somebody got me. Maybe it was you, Johnny. It, it was, was Johnny, my man, <laughs> got me a bar set and it included. A uh, included a one of those beaker looking things, a cocktail. Um, essentially, it's a cocktail mixer. It's a tall mm-hmm. beaker looking thing yep. with a with a spoon. It included a yeah, shaker glass. set. Um, you know, included a jigger. It included essentially a muddler. Everything you really need, guys. This costs thirty bucks, if yeah. that. And you can make you, you spend you spend thirty bucks, right? And you have everything you need from an equipment standpoint. And yes, it's not gonna be, someone's gonna call in and argue, or someone's gonna say, oh, you need this brand. I'm telling you, it, it, you're not at the point where you need brands. Right. You're at the point where you wanna try to make great drinks, where you, your friends, your spouse, can't tell a huge difference. Once you're with all your mixology buddies, now we can start getting weird into equipment, but buy that uh, buy that set off Amazon. Yeah. It's a full set, and now you have everything you need to make whatever every all equipment rather that you need to make any yeah. drink that you you would want you start venturing off down the path of different spirits different uh, mixes different you know uh, garnishes things like that 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 can get expensive different yeah. bitters uh, yeah. but but yeah you can you can really once you kind of get that then you're set and you yep. just right. keep it clean but but for beginners I would say the cobbler shaker is definitely a way to go it's that three piece shaker you just got the lid with the you know the holes in it you got you, yes. you know you shake it up that's right whereas like the Boston shaker is you know you take you the pint glass, the glass right you know, taking the it over yeah. it and that's that's really more for didn't know it are, learning something new yeah. so yeah. so the cobbler shaker is the is the standard issue that yeah. I'm thinking that yeah. I have I'm sure yep. yes that has the that strainer. Your, it's your, like a built in strainer that absolutely. you absolutely very interesting see this is why we have pros on Johnny exactly the ice go in telling you this for years but the whole point i mean on the shaker i mean really get that frothiness to it to a drink so if you add a little egg white and then you really shake it you really get that froth which a lot of people love that right so if that's what you're looking for definitely shake have i told you the story about the frothy about the frothy about the the time i made a a it was like a gin fizz or something like that Mm -hmm. and it was one of those drinks where i was like oh yeah I want to make a gin fizz. I don't even know what it was. It was some sort of fizz, which has the uh, has the egg white in it. Yep. Oh my goodness! Literally 15 minutes later, and one drink, I had the fizz. Whatever. It was a gin. I don't even know what it, it, rum fizz, gin fizz. Who knows? And I was like, 
swear to goodness, I'm never making this drink ever again. This <laughs> took way too long. I thought you were going to say that you had your protein intake for the day. But. Uh, probably, <laughs> yeah. No, it was, I was like, goodness gracious. But it's cool. Once again, we go back to intelligence, right? Yeah. Yep. You need to be able, if someone says, hey, let's have a drink, someone comes over, what looks cooler? You saying, I got beer and I got whiskey, I can just pour whiskey and Coke, I don't really right. know. That's I can crack a, a beer. Yeah. What? Or you can say, "Hey, um, let's do a uh, rusty nail." We talked about that. Yes. Let's do a uh, let's do a, let's do a Sazerac. Let's do something crazy. Let's do an ooh la la. I don't know. Right. And if you have a night. basic bar setup, you can yeah. say, do "Hey, these. do you like whiskey, vodka, gin?" Uh, what do you, what do you, tequila? But and then you can start backing them that's out, right. and now you have kind start of a filtering sta- a it down stock to it. Yep. of what I can make you. But let's be honest, I mean, perception is reality, right? So if you have the toolkit, people perceive that you know what you're doing. Right. Whether they realize that, they're just glad you're giving huh. them drinks, you know? Yep. And that's half the battle, you know? So if you have, you know, your mixing glass, you got your bar spoon, you got your strainer, I mean, you're doing a little shake-shake here and there. Yeah. I mean, people love you for that. You're like so, Tom Cruise in Cocktail. Oh, you just, absolutely. You just, you're owning the this this persona I'm, that I, I know how to do this. I'm probably mixing up my Tom Cruise movies but is that where he comes out wearing a shirt and underwear and slides? Nope. That's a different movie. Well, I don't know which one <laughs> it is, but in my version of it, it is. So so this is what I would tell you to that, Adam, is, you know, people always say it's better to better to have a friend with a boat than be a boat owner. Um, I would tell you that, so the same thing, it's better to be the person who doesn't, who gets drinks made for them. What I'd argue to that is I can go out on my boat anytime I want to, and I can make drinks at home anytime I want to. I don't have to rely on somebody else to make me this drink. If I feel like it's Thursday night at 9 o'clock and I had a rough day, I don't have to call you to you to come over to make me this drink. I know how to make this drink, yep. and that sounds great, and it's almost it, it almost becomes a treat. Yep. Like a, hey, reward you for a good day. It's not about... It's not about concealing any sort of frustrations. It's not about it, it genuinely is it's a an art form. it's an art form. That's a good yeah. it, it's like cooking a good batch of cookies, right? It's like it, it's it's being a good cook. It's just yeah. one more trait that you genuinely it, there's chemistry yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in this that that genuinely is fun to learn because you get to enjoy it right away. You get to yeah. reap the benefits. Oh, absolutely. Lucky for you though, you can come over anytime. I can, and I can have them smoked, uh, smoked old fashions any old time. Yeah, and so, I will. so let's just add to that. I mean, you know, and this is really where I stepped my game up. Is you know, you, you get kind of some of the equipment, which really, let's be honest, it's just really just silverware at the end of the day. I mean, it's just stuff from the kitchen. Sure. Um, but you really up your game when you start smoking things, right? And so what I did is I literally I just went to Amazon one day, bought a cherry wood board. Hmm. Um, I got a, um, you know, uh, what do you torch. call it? A torch, a torch, yeah, yeah. A torch, a butane yeah. torch. You know, Amazon, boom, like 30 bucks. Um, get it? I mean, literally, you slide that glass right over, you know, you, you get the wood hot, you, you in presentation, fire. Right? Well, it looks cool too, but it makes the drink, it changes the flavor profile of the yeah. drink you know 100%. i mean you get that smoky flavor in it and it's real you know like it's it's the real deal and, and then that's when you're like oh what else can i do right right and then you start you know doing other you things. allow your mind to get creative with different things and so, you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes yeah of course you are but yeah. but you're gonna learn from those mistakes and you're gonna keep 
you're gonna keep uh, you're gonna keep adapting. What what about uh, what about uh, drinkware like or, or yeah, cups so and glassware. stuff? Yeah, like, what, what, what about that glassware? So so speak to that because there's all the I mean if you like Reed said earlier you serve a old fashioned and a coffee mug. Mm-hmm. So there's all different types of glassware. What would you say is uh, the glassware you you absolutely should? I mean you don't have to have anything, but what what are what are some things that you should have? Well, I, I mean, again, I, I, it depends on what you like, right? I, you know, if you are obsessed with martinis and martinis, you know, you, you naturally want the stem up, right? Um, at least that's what yep. the ladies like, right? Um, now, stem down, no big deal. You still have a martini. Um, but old-fashioned glass, I mean, the thing is, is you want that wide-body glass because you really, it, it helps with the flavor profile. It yep. really messes up if you end up with a highball glass. I mean, it just kind of sucks that that. So, and out. I think that's a good thing to notice uh, is that the type of glass that you're serving it in, it, it directly corresponds to the type of drink that it is, and there is a there is a difference. It's like in wine, the the different <clears throat> a cab glass or a Chardonnay glass, they're different. So, yes. like you said, a, a heavy bottomed rocks glass is going to do something different to the drink yes. than a martini glass. Yeah, I mean, essentially what the old-fashioned glass does is it's a short tumbler and it has a wide opening and helps really release the flavors of the drink. Now, yeah. when it comes to like, hey, I want to drink a cognac straight, I want to drink, you know, this, I don't know, 20-year-old. Some sort of straight deal. Rye, right. You know, whatever, something pretty, you know, fancy. I mean, you want a narrow stem because it helps the smell. Uh, and that would be the called we call the sniffer glass, right? Um, and everybody kind of knows what we're talking about. It's that small one that looks yeah. fancy, kind of wide body at the right. bottom. But you know, you use it. With that one almost looks like a wine glass. Yeah, it looks like a wine glass, but um, it's like a tiny you know, wine glass. Yeah, yeah. But it's designed to be narrow, so you can smell it. Yeah, and you can. And that's called a snifter. It. Snifter, yes. Snifter. Snifter. All right, so you had mentioned a Collins glass earlier. So what's, what is a Collins glass, and when would you use that? I kind of use that interchangeably with a highball glass. Same, you know? yeah. So it's kind of one and the same. Um, really, it's, it's, just, it's just skinnier, it's taller, um, allows you to hold a little bit more liquid, um, and it's really just made perfectly for mixed drinks with less alcohol, I guess. Yeah. You know what? Right? Yeah. Right, so, you know, your fruity... Profile. Not necessarily. Not well, necessarily. You can make some. You can make some mean. If you don't use your jigger. Yeah, you can definitely yeah. make some mean drinks. <laughs> well, but I think also something with the with the Collins glass or highball glass is, uh, it's something. So you 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 just said it, but um, it's going to be less strong as far as the total volume to total volume of drink to amount of alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. Collins glasses traditionally you can throw a straw in there, right, right to drink it via straw. You wouldn't dare throw a straw in a rocks no. glass, right? Um, or a wine glass for the same sort sure. of deal. So so it kind of allows you to, you know, you're going to mix more like, I'm sure, sodas or tonics or something like that yep. in those Collins glasses or some sort of mixes that will cover it. But, the, but don't get me wrong, all you listeners out there. Those Collins glass, those you can you can mix a mean little cocktail that's very strong in yeah, those. Yeah, but so. that's the beauty of making it at your home, right? Because I always feel like I get ripped off every time I get served with a, a Collins glass. Yep. because they fill it with ice, all way ice, way too much ice. That's and right, and it's just like, what is this? Yep. <laughs> it just lets me down. So and so one that uh, is is a little bit different is something that like a sidecar would come in. And and what are those? 
it's it's kind of a round bottom, not quite the snifter, but what what are those called? Um, oh, you're talking about the um, not a cordial glass, but um, coupe coupe glass. That's yes, exactly that's right. Yep. Sorry, I had a couple drinks now. But <laughs> thank you. We have coupe been glass. pouring them. What you guys don't see is that he's been now pouring uh, pouring this bullet into our empty glasses. So yeah. we're, we're keep rocking and rolling. So here. What, what, a coupe glass is um, it almost looks like a cut off wine glass. Correct. Yeah, it's a little bit fat bodied, um, a little shorter stemmed. I mean, it, it's definitely more of a presentation, I would say. But, yeah. Um, and it's kind of you know it's got that little champagne esque look to it. Yep. But um, really cool. I mean, I uh, I was actually reading an article on a plane probably two years ago. Um, this um, you know fancy bar in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, and it was like all about this cocktail but it had to be in a coupe glass and it's like this coupe glass you know it's it's just one of those you know when you have this mixed cocktail again you, you kind of have that frothiness to it it's just it's that kind of that sexy feel you know really yeah. what it gives. man that is a good way to use because that the sex appeal i know you said sexy feel but i'm gonna change it to sex appeal <laughs> the sex appeal of that drink if you also if you serve a sidecar in a rocks glass for someone who doesn't know any different they're like great whatever you serve a sidecar in a coupe glass it elevates it they they appreciate it and you can now speak to and all you need is just a little bit of man intelligence to understand why you need to be serving it in a coupe glass yeah and that little bit goes a long way because most men listening to this podcast heck most men worldwide do not know why you need a coupe glass but they yeah. see it, and you can now speak to it. That's a coupe glass. Well, I, you make yourself that I, much smarter. I can smarter. really tell you this is why I call it the sexy glass is because kind of legend be told that okay, the coupe glass go. was actually molded from Marie Antoinette's left He's breast. Literally and making And literally, people, she wanted people to toast to her in, is that real? in court. That Yeah, that's, this, that's partially, well, I, it, could Adam, be, it could be myth, right? But. For all intents and purposes, literally yeah. every time if you look at I the coupe drink glass, it's pretty shaped out like of the that. coupe glass. Yeah. I'm gonna think of Marie Antoinette's up tops. Is yep. that what's happening right yeah. now? I just don't so, know. So, and, and with the with know. the coupe glass, we're not gonna have factor um, We're not gonna have any ice in it, so that's gonna be typically be served just straight up. Probably hold uh, two or three ounces max. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah or the uh, martini. I wonder how many ounces are in a martini glass, but it'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. I I'll tell you what. Just answer to the to the question of so we got the where do i get what equipment do i need spend spend the 30 dollars on the amazon pack yeah. the um he's showing us on his screen now that it looks like marie antoinette's that's weird though that were that's like i'm not even getting into the shape of that <laughs> yeah. um but what uh what glasses do i need you once again go online yeah. go find cheap stuff get a now i will tell you that i have been through the ringer of cheap rocks glasses there's yeah. a, you you want a deep base for a rocks glass because it's you don't want your ice to melt Absolutely. so um so spend a little bit of money on a uh, on a nice nicer Plus set of rock, rocks glasses nice. yeah yeah uh, don't need to buy four buy two yeah right um martini glasses don't need to go crazy it's a martini glass, yeah. right? You're, you're you can always add to it. That's you, the can thing. you can go, always go. So it. get get yourself two martini glasses, um, two rocks glasses, two Collins glasses. Buy yourself one coupe glass, and you're maybe you're maybe your investment at this yeah. point is twenty bucks, right? Yeah. So so for the for the equipment and the glasses, you're fifty to sixty bucks, and you have you have the equipment that can easily be a bar tab. 
easily. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you make four drinks that one night and now you're on top. Yep. So, and it's not really related to the glassware specifically, but it, I think it's important because it kind of flows with it. So, ice. Ice, ice in my baby. opinion, is ice, ice, baby. Come on. Vanilla ice. Come on. Uh, it, it is very important. <laughs> and and there's, you know, like you can just go to your fridge and you can get crushed ice or you can get cubed. Talk to us about stepping up. Because in, in the drink that you made, we got square ice. And it's it's pretty awesome. Still in there, right? Yeah. It's, it's still holding form. So explain to me why... Our listeners need to step up their ice game. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, what it boils down to is ice isn't an essential, so it does not dilute your cocktail, right? So, like, and I and I, when I say that, I say large ice cubes, right? Yeah. Um, the whole point of having a good old fashioned is to enjoy the flavor profile of the old fashioned, right? Like, I want to taste the rye. I want to taste, you know, the um, bitters, right? You know, I mean, I want to taste the simple syrup. I want to taste the orange peel in it. I don't want to taste ice like down, i don't think yeah. well yeah once it's watered down the drink's ruined right at yeah. the end of the day it's, that, not, that, it's, that's, not, it's that's, not an old-fashioned yeah. yeah and that's the intent right so the large ice cube at the end of the day is to slow that down right it, you want it cold nobody really wants it warm at the end of the day but you want it cold quickly that's what it does but it slows that profile down and it, i mean it's the same true if you're drinking a, a whiskey on the rocks right like yeah. we don't do you really want it on the rocks? Yeah, if you want to dilute it down, sure, that's fine. If that's what, if that's the intent. Some people put water, like right, they, yeah. like a scotch. Like some people say, they get better notes, you know, notes right, right. to it, right? And, um, but if you're doing that, then then do it intentionally, not that's right. unintentionally, not by putting unintentionally. in just crushed ice, and you love the taste of whiskey, and you can't figure out why. 15 minutes after you poured the drink, it doesn't taste any good and the drink is So riddle me this. You know, let's say you like uh, Dr. Peppers, right? Mm -hmm. And you get a Dr. Pepper from Sonic. Is it better right as the server serves it to you and you immediately start drinking it? Or is it better an hour down the road? No, yeah, right 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 as you get there. Because, why? The ice is melted. So spend, once again, we're talking about, I'm hoping in this that we can get to the bottom of it, it might be 200 bucks, so I'm sorry if it's going to be a little over that, but uh, in under $200, you can create, for the most part, the majority of drinks out there yeah. with the tools you need, be it glasses, hardware, um, and different spirits and mixers and stuff like that. You yeah. can make a lot of drinks for under $200. Now, yeah. obviously, as you drink them down, you have to keep investing in the spirits. But the You kind of find out what same. you like, though, at the yeah, same time. Yeah, you can rock and roll with that, yeah. and you can keep mixing it up. But, yeah, the, the ice is kind of a funny thing because that wasn't a thing to me until it was a thing. Yeah. And then it became very important where you're like, well, I'm spending all this time, and now if I make a drink, my wife's like, okay, I'll be there in a minute. I stick it in the fridge. So yeah. I'm like, I don't want this ice melting. I just spent a minute and a half yeah, doing this for it. Like, it come on, like this is so. Yeah, so it's it, important. But stepping up the game on the ice. I mean, exactly. we talk about it. Like ultra clear ice, I think is like amazing. Like oh. if I go to Union Bear, I mean, like they have the ultra clear ice cubes. You know, yeah. when they sell, like when they they give you that glass. I mean, and then if you can like stamp it. How awesome is that? Now that's probably not for you know your yeah, typical that, that, normal that's day, your, but that is your like that is elevated. That's, that's taking it into a different notch, right? Yeah, I but mean, but still, this is where you have a lot of flexibility and you have a lot of opportunity to try different things. So maybe as like a father, instead of getting socks or whatever it is, 
get something cool that you can yeah. impress your wife with, you can impress your guests with. And, and I think that that, all right, so we've talked about equipment, we've talked about glassware. Now let's talk about arguably probably the most expensive aspect of this it whole is, endeavor. It is by and far which the most is expensive. Which is stocking the bar with spirits. Hold on. You say most expensive, though. I'm going to argue with you here, okay? You have friends. We have friends. We all have friends <laughs> together, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, who as will as go to um, who will go to the store and drop $60, $70 on beer and yeah. stuff? You can, though... Uh, get a you can get a nice uh, you can get a nice um, 750 mil of bourbon yep. for 20 bucks 25 bucks yep. you can get a nice uh, you can get a nice handle of vodka for 35 40 bucks like yep. you can you can spend so I would argue personally that beer which um, is just hiked full of calories and in yeah. in um, low low uh, ABV um, like, what is the difference? What What are you really spending money on? Because yeah. this, for us, me personally, this is almost like a dessert for us. Mm-hmm. This is in lieu of ice cream, or this is in yeah. lieu of a cookie or something, as we are having the drink, and it's fun. It's something we get to share together. Yep. So, yeah. the yeah, my wife and I, this is, this is for me, I, I, I don't think it's, it is after when you look at it, but you're yeah. like, all right, would I buy a case for 30 bucks that we can blow through over four times, four nights or whatever. That, I don't even know how much drink, but, yeah. but still like, what's funny is the cost to it because that, that's the biggest hurdle. Yeah. But I genuinely think if you invest right and you don't need to buy this crazy, you don't need to buy the most expensive of anything until you get to that point. Yeah. You can get away with getting middle of the road and make very nice drinks and then work your way up, as you said. Yeah. Work your way up if you find a drink that you love to where you spend a little bit more now. And, and, and I think that, um, and I, I'm going to jump in, I'm going to have you kind of go through just like a list of what we need in terms of general. But two things that I would say have been important for me. First is buy small. Mm. You don't need to buy the giant bottle of something because that's when you, honestly, that's when you start going crazy. And I still have, whenever I got married, this is many, many years ago. Many moons. On the way back, they had the duty-free shop. And I at got... The, at, the, at the airport? Yeah. Like airport. on your honeymoon? <laughs> or yeah, is that on, a the, on the way, no, on the way back, they had, in the airport, they had the duty-free shop before we got onto the airplane. And when where we were, it was in uh, Playa de Carmen, they brand. had it was a uh, it was called a dirty doctor. It was basically like a banana milkshake, a spiked mm. banana milkshake, and it had banana liqueur. Sounds so great. I, on a high of this, went and bought just giant bottle All the of banana liqueur. Of banana liqueur. I still in mm. my liquor cabinet have that same <laughs> bottle be- because I bought way too big and there is no other uses for it. So yeah. buy something small. Because you're not gonna, you're you're using maybe two ounces of it, so you're not going to go through it quite so fast, and um, you know do a little bit of research on like hey what are some good middle of the road brands? Because honestly, when you go to a restaurant, you're going to have a delicious cocktail. Take a picture of the cocktail menu, yep. and you're going to find that most of the liquors that they're using are not like the ninety dollar liquors. Yep. They're going to be you know forty forty dollar liquors. Mm. So, but no, but walk right. us through. Absolutely right. First yeah, of all, so, I'm, I, just so you know, the next time I'm over, 
I'm gonna ask for a dirty doctor, and I'm not gonna. Re- I don't even know what still. Well, in you it. better, you well, better darn well remember because I'm, we're gonna, yeah, we're yeah. gonna have some dirty doctors. So, so walk us through kind of what, in, in terms of not brands or anything like that, but what are kind of the main spirits that a stocked liquor cabinet needs. Well, to have? I, I mean, it, again, it, let's start out. I mean, it's not, it's not cheap. So I would say stock what you want right like what what do you like right yeah. if you want old fashions well you better stock risk whiskey yeah whether it's bourbon rye whatever um you know make sure you have that um as far as like what i stock personally i mean I'm, i'll just be flat out honest i mean i always keep um vodka you know in my yeah. arsenal um you know now the thing that we get into the complication is is what kind of vodka does your spouse like what you know i mean yeah. there, there's a whole different gamut right like do you want it flavored already do you want that grapefruit vodka yeah. do you want the lemon vodka so those are the things that you know um you gotta kind of ask yourself but as far as you know overall you know you got your gin um gin <laughs> personally i'm i have an affinity to gin i just I realized that i i'm like super allergic to it oh um, <laughs> you're so, allergic to gin yeah well i found that in a hard way uh, yeah. yeah so <laughs> after uh, gin. you know so i've had like three nights of drinking gin yeah. and they all end with me like hanging over the toilet and it's literally like after a couple drinks like it's like not like i'm drinking a lot like like any means. it's bad Making like gin cocktails yeah. is that juniper i don't know yeah. what it is but but to be honest, there's so many great cocktails that can be made with gin. It's like it's probably one of the top bingo alcohols. Yeah, my man, to have. he said it. Yeah. Um, I agree, and I hate to say that because like Negroni, like who does not like a Negroni? Like a Negroni is like classic, right? It's, yeah. Again, top five at least world's famous cocktails. Um, now you know, I mean, again, we talked about the bourbon, the rye. Obviously, if you like Scotch, you definitely have to have the Scotch. Rum, rum. Definitely something that is, you know, I mean, there's all types of rum. There's all types of rum. Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, it yeah. really gives it a bad rap, right? Um, you know, white rum, dark rum, Caribbean rum, whatever, you know. Yeah. I mean, who does not like a great daiquiri? I mean, yeah, we all like it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, when it comes to tequila, you know, you want the the tequila if you can. Um, you know, some people have this whole, you know, like. Oh, I cannot have that. Well, yeah, that was back in college days when it was a plastic Jose Cuervo. You know, yeah. like you just, just don't, just yeah. don't go There's plastic. Steer away from that. Here, here, here's Tequila a good rule of thumb. Has like really elevated lately. Let's let's make a good rule of thumb. Yeah. When you're buying spirits, I think this is fair. I I I, I believe, and it's going to cost a bit more to say this, but don't buy plastic. Buy the step above plastic. Yeah. You don't even want to buy plastic. Definitely buy the step buy above plastic. plastic, and you, I will be I I will be wrong in this. I'm sure. But if you get the step above, find what the price of plastic is. Let's say nine dollars. Just making it up. If you buy the twelve dollar, if it's in a glass bottle, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna plastic. You will. I think until you'll you find out trouble. what you like. And well, I think that's. And you're talking yeah. to a guy who buys expensive gin. I love gin. Yeah. I buy. There's certain things I spend. I don't spend a lot of money on rum. I. I. To me, rum. I'll go cheap on rum. Um, I buy decent vodka. I buy very nice gin and very nice, uh, very nice bourbon, um, and scotch. I've never. But been if someone came over it. and they needed something with rum in it, you've got it. I've, I have it, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. I just so you guys know, I have plastic rum bottles. Uh, but Which yeah, it gives you Johnny. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but no, but I think the thing with tequila, it's 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 one of those things where it's got a, a guy has a bad rap. 
Um, but honestly, a good, you know, Añejo tequila is like a good whiskey. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you can just, I honestly, I drink it straight. Um, one of my good friends, um, Jeff, he, I mean, he, he loves it. He's kind of got me hooked on it. Now, when you're making a mixed cocktail with tequila, I would, you know, like a margarita, probably stay in the reposado, you know, yep. type. Um, you know, obviously, Patron is everybody's like, oh, everybody loves Patron. There's a lot of yeah. great tequilas out there. It's great. It's fine. It's expensive. There's yeah. probably a little bit better out there, but you know. But there's yeah. also a lot of good ones. If you don't have the if you don't have the nose to 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 taste and smell tequila, don't go spend a crap ton of yes, money. Yes, I totally that, That's agree. the whole. I think yeah. Adam, that's what you're trying to say is that like you don't need a drop heavy coin on this. Like you know, middle of the road one, Hornitos. We talk about Hornitos. Yeah. It's a great bottle of tequila. It's a $30 bottle for a, I think it's 750, it's 750 mil, right? Well, you can buy them in both, but that's where, just buy the smaller bottle until you figure out where it is. Black Barrel Tequila, or the Hornitos Tequila is really good. Yeah, Yeah. and it does a great job. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we got, we got kind of our basic liquors that we need, and, and it's really not about brand, it's about just having, just trying stuff out, seeing what you like. So, real quickly, let's, let's just hit different mixers because if you got if you're trying to make um a good amount of cocktails you're going to need a few different mixers so what right. what are some kind of basic level mixers that you're going to need to have well i mean i think right off the bat i mean you have you know club soda you know i mean topo chico if you're living in texas of yep. course right i mean like i keep that as a staple in my refrigerator yep. for sure I'm not a big tonic water guy, but I mean, tonics are obviously, you know, big, um, you know, I think juices, juices are obviously huge mixers, right? Whether it's pineapple juice, I mean, cranberry juice, pomegranate juice, I mean, tomato juice, if you, you know, really want. Lime and lemons, lime and lemons, obviously. Um, Ginger ale, um, you know, you can make a whole lot with ginger ale. Can I, can I throw something at you at this? So you talked, you just said lime and lemons. Folks, do not buy the tiny little lime-sized yeah. bottle uh, from Concentrate. <laughs> from Concentrate. <laughs> Go and buy. They have a brand called Roses Sweetened Lime Juice. They also, and that comes. You can get it in a bigger bottle, or you can buy lime juice um, that is in a. It's in a. It looks almost like a Coke bottle size or whatever. Don't. You're gonna run straight through that little lime-sized bottle of lime or lemon juice so fast. Buy the expensive. So. You'll see a lot of drinks are made with lemon or lime juice, right? Um, and you're gonna go through that super duper fat, and yeah. it's so freaking cheap. Yeah. So what what are some other yeah what are some other what ones? other things that that a a stocked home bar should have to make and not every drink again, but you're you're trying to make a good number of drinks. I mean, bitters, obviously, I would say bitters has a huge, you know, play on drinks, right? Like Angostura bitters, uh, Pichard's bitters. If you're going to make a Sazerac, you have to have Pichard's bitters, right? If you're going to make a really good old-fashioned, have Pichard's bitters. I mean, yeah. bitters now, I mean, they get costly, so, you know, be smart with it. Be wise. And, the, and bitters have really taken on a new life. That's right. With the craft cocktails and that sort of thing. A lot of people have, like, really specialty bitters. A lot of people are making their own bitters. Yes. So, so. gun to head. Right, so the object on this is to is, is to create man intelligence. Right, I'm I'm I have a gun to your head, and I say I want. There's two bitters, and what are they probably ten twelve bucks per? Yeah, bottle? I mean you can. The and they craft last ones are gonna be more They yeah. last for forever, yeah. guys. Um, what are the two you're gonna buy? Angostura, right? Obviously yeah, Angostura and orange, and orange bitters. And, and 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 just so you know, Angostura has their own 
bitters, and then right. they also create their own version of other bitters. So Angostura Orange yeah. is a good one. And yeah. those are the well, two. I have three. I have Angostura Orange, Angostura, which is that like uh, it's got this weird spice. I don't even know how to yeah. describe it. Uh, and then I have the cherry bitters. Yep. So yes. those are the three. I want to get tiki bitters, there, but yeah. now I'm starting to get up there with weird cocktails. But yeah. Um, yeah, you can get away with just owning orange yeah. and Angostura bitters, and you can you and if you're it. at the liquor store and you see you're in the the liquor you know the bitter section and you see something unique, again it's like seven bucks or whatever it is, take it, do a Google search. What does this go into? Now yes. you have a stocked bar, That's right? And now you get to expand yeah. your horizon with it. And, and again, to your point, John, I think people need it. If you like something, add it to your drink because you just never know what that drink could be yep. without it, right? Like if you love spicy, if you like Tabasco sauce, bam, throw it in there. By all means, throw, throw it not? in there, man. Why not? Yeah. Give it a go. Um, there's no wrong reason. There's no right reason. I mean, it's just like, do be you. So be many you. great drinks were just created by accident, accident from people either messing up the ingredients or they just liked something and they just... Throw it together. And yeah, it, and it's I mean, chemistry. My man, my secret sauce for my old fashioned is I actually take, you know, you got the Luxardo cherries, which like, Are you the know, they're high. No, man, you just so eat those great. up, right? So great. Well, I sprinkle a little bit of that cherry juice in my old fashioned drink, and that's what makes it really dark, really rich. But then, you know, that adds just so much to yeah. it, you know. And then you add the orange peel, right? I mean, but we were talking about mixers. I mean, like whiskey sours, right? Like. You can do simple syrup. You can do your, you know, fresh squeezed uh, simple lemon. Simple syrup, good call. I'm yeah. surprised I mean, we didn't well, say that. Simple well, syrup's yeah. important. I'm sorry if we, yeah. That's, we didn't. Yeah. We totally forgot. You need to add simple Just, syrup. Yeah, yeah, simple syrup for sure. Boiler, you know, do one cup ratio, one to one, right? One cup water, one cup, you know, straight up sugar, grain so sugar. Easy to make. Simply put it in a little cup and put it in a glass, put it in the refrigerator. It'll last like months, you know. Thank goodness that as long as it's done mildew. Right. Um, it's all good. Um but grenadine, right? So when I, going back to what we started with, whiskey sours, right? So you can do you know, lemon juice, simple syrup, rye whiskey, whatever whiskey you want. Well, you throw that grenadine in, I mean, it just it, it makes it, the cherry profile comes out within that drink, and yeah. it makes a huge difference. I made a drink the other night called the Mexican Firing Squad that mm. had grenadine in it, and it was spectacular. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird. But that's a weird, but that's kind of a weird unique uh, 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 mixer that, that but if, you wouldn't. So one of the things to that, it is, but one of the things I enjoy with my with my kids is like on a weekend or something, if I'm making Truly my true. wife, yeah, or I'll make them some, some version, some virgin version mm-hmm. of the cocktail that I'm making her. Now, it probably tastes like garbage because it doesn't have any of the main, yeah. you know, liquors in it, obviously, but, but, it's, it's something that we kind of do as a family, and I get to kind of play around with stuff. But the grenadine is the easiest one. You easiest. put that with Sprite, you got your I was going to say, what is, so So pop quiz hot shot from Speed. Yeah. You take any drink, any drink, do all the mixers, sub whatever alcohol it is for Sprite, and it's going to taste great. Yeah. That is what you can do for your kiddos. Yeah. And now you've made you made drinks for everybody, and everybody's celebrating. It's a fun. It's fun for the exactly. family. I mean, because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do here is give you is give you the opportunity to create something at home that you don't have to pay money for. That you can you can flex those man intelligence muscles, but also 
good quality time. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And oh, you get to yeah. be creative. It's funny you say that because my my kids, they you know, they actually ask me pretty constantly now on, on Friday night, Saturday night, Dad, can you make me a special drink? And yeah. so we have these special cups for them, yeah. and I let them you know take the take the uh, you know the burner or whatever and you know smoke you know the wood cool. and they put the glass yeah. over and we make them a special you know non-alcoholic beverage that's fine. right that's and, a yeah, good you know, memory they get to yeah. pop the top for the topo chico whatever you know oh, that's I, I, you know i swear my son's gonna be this you know no way animal, but he's gonna know, remember so, those 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 are cool things no, that's, he, your, he, that's a great memory exactly and and he's seeing that his dad values the process it's and not like hammered and falling exactly and so as guys Let's value the process. If we're going to do something, let's do it really, really well. So, hey, I want to really thank Adam for being uh, with us today. Um, hopefully, you're going to come back next week as yep. we yep. as we do even more of a deep dive into the next episode. So, next week, we're going to talk about the techniques that you need. You know, we, we touched on it, shaking versus stirring, and, and what, how to use a muddler. What is it for? How do you garnish a drink? What what is that? Why is that important? And the different ways to serve a drink. So um, we're gonna get into a, a bunch of that other stuff, um, but uh, just stick with us, and we are going to make you the most incredible, man intelligent home mixologist um, by just listening to just an, an hour long episode of of what you need and and how to get started. So uh, thanks to you, uh, thanks for listening to our Man Intelligent podcast. Remember, this is the show for guys, all about guys. We'll, we will continue to give you the tools and resources to become the man you always wanted to be. This is Reed and Johnny signing off, reminding you to be man intelligent. Mm-hmm.